Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012. It's now the 21st day of September. It's fall. And I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from Sully Baseball Studio in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager, Bob Melvin, and just down the 101 from AT&T Park, the home of the impossible-to-describe San Francisco Giants. The Giants played the Dodgers today, or on... It happened today. I'm recording this podcast now. And the final was 2 nothing. On September 20th, 2016, I didn't even realize this. Sergio Romo got the save. That's save number one. I didn't know that I was tied with him for <laughs> uh, total saves in 2016. But, hey, he got the save. He got the save. And the Giants got the win. Even though after he got the final out and it was 2-0 final score, your pal Sully was still not convinced that the Giants were going to win the game. Even when they were shaking hands and walking out, I said, hold on. Don't get cocky. Yes, they have a higher score and nine innings have been completed. But I, I've seen too much. Post-game interviews said, oh, look out. They could still find a way to lose it. They found a way to win it. They actually won the game. And with that moment, the Giants are hanging on, hanging on for dear life. And do you know what? And by the way, first of all, whatever happened between Bumgarner and Puig the other day, I didn't see it, and I don't care. I don't care that, uh, uh, I don't care about fights, I don't care about arguing, okay? Johnny Cueto got hurt. Brandon Crawford got hurt. At this point, I don't care. Just victories. Now, here's what makes this fascinating. Over an 11-game stretch, anything can happen. Seriously, anything can happen. Let's go. What, who's a bad team this year? The, uh, the Padres. The Padres are a bad team this year. Let's go to BaseballReference.com, the single greatest website in the history of the planet Earth. The Padres this year have had several three-game winning streaks. They have. There have been some times where they've clustered a bunch of wins together. Let's take another really terrible, let's take another bad team this year. Um, Cincinnati. Cincinnati's a bad team. Let's go check something out. Hey, here's a couple of things that I bet you didn't know. Uh, the Cincinnati Reds had a five-game, had, had actually two five-game winning streaks this year. Really, these are two teams that are non-contenders. That they had one had a cluster of three-win streaks, and one of them had a few five-game winning streaks. What I'm saying is, is that any team can go on a nice big run. Well, let's take one of the better teams of baseball. Let's take the Nats, the Nationals, who are going to who are in the process of almost are on the verge of clinching the National League East. Well, they had between 
June 18th and June 25th, a seven-game losing streak. This is a team that's going to have has a real chance of winning the pennant this year. Let's take uh, the Red Sox. My Red Sox, who have reduced the magic number to Carl Yastrzemski's number eight. Well, at one point, they had a, a four-game losing streak, and they've never had a winning streak longer than six this year. So the best teams can go on a losing streak. The worst teams can go on a winning streak. And those happen in small sample sizes. Now, for three franchises, the New York Mets, the San Francisco Giants, and the St. Louis Cardinals, the last three pennant winners in the National League, in fact, every pennant winner of this decade in the National League, the Giants were in the World Series in 2010, 2012, 2014. St. Louis Cardinals were in the World Series 2011-2013. The Mets broke up the pattern because last year was supposed to be the Cardinals' year and won it last year. So every single National League team who has won a pennant this decade have reached this point of the season, the 21st of September. They've made it to fall and have an identical record. They all have the same damn record. They are all 80 and 71. And here's the thing. The Cubs have already clinched their division. Boom. The Giants are five games back of L.A., and even though they play them what, four more times, they basically have to run the table and win all the games in between. I don't see that happening. If that happens, then this would be the most remarkable finale of a season that we'd ever seen. And even though the Giants, who had the best record in baseball at the All-Star break, have had an absolute nightmare of a second half filled with, I mean, just since, so, since the month of September, they've had one, two, three walk-off losses. Three. And they've lost one-run games, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, uh, five, six times in this month. Then this month alone, they've lost by one run. I mean, if they if they were three and three in those games, if they were three and three in those games, then the National League West would be within striking distance. But they didn't. We can't do the proverbial Superman and fly around the earth backwards. That's not in the cards, nor is it in the Cardinals. There's no chance of that happening. Meanwhile, the New York Metropolitans, remember them? They won the National League pennant last year, and they got off to a fabulous start. And ever since then, they've been a whole bunch of just about nothing. Sub-500 May, sub-500 June, 500 July, one game over 500 in August. So over a four-month period, they're basically... Uh, a couple games under 500 team.
the definition of mediocrity. But ah, they went, they've gone uh, 11 and 7 in September and have found themselves partly because of the flop of the Giants, but also because they went on that great run against Washington, Cincinnati, and Atlanta. And next thing you know, the New York Metropolitans are back in the playoff hunt. And the St. Louis Cardinals, remember them? No matter how many, cha- how many changes they have, they're always coming back. And despite a mediocre August and so far, uh, you know, basically a mediocre September, they're still in it. So the thing that's interesting to me is there are 11 games left. An absolutely microscopic sample size. 11 games. And anything can happen in 11 games. Anything. On the standings, it says L10, meaning the last 10 games, which just gives you like over over recently, that's how they've done very recently. After tomorrow, L10, that's going to be the length of the season. And you basically have three teams who, um, going over their schedules right now, three teams, nope, none of them. They, They have no games against each other. They're going to play 11 games, and whoever plays the best over 11 games will go to the postseason. Whoever plays, or it's actually more aptly phrased this, whoever plays the worst over an 11-game period will be at home and be playing cards and miss the postseason, and nobody, and I mean nobody, will remember this season because it won't even be a, hey, at least we had a nice year, because each one of these fan bases have experienced a recent pennant. They have had the recent experience of seeing their team in the World Series. So, A, we, we, we really gave a nice effort for the wild card for the last two weeks, is not going to cut it. There's a weird noise going on. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the rumble of what the Giants, Mets, and Cardinal fans must be feeling right now. Now, one thing that is bizarrely critical is looking at who they're going to be playing. The Giants are going to be playing Los Angeles tomorrow. Then they go to San Diego. And before anyone says, well, those are easy wins, the Padres suck. Well, the Padres came to San Francisco last week and swept three games from them. And I'm sure the Padres at home would love, love to end the Giants season. And then the Giants come home. They play the lowly Colorado Rockies for three games before finishing the season with the Dodgers. Could you imagine that if the Giants were even mediocre this second half, that would be a showdown for the NL West. But it won't be because the Dodgers are going to win the NL West. Now, of course, the Dodgers could and probably should be resting some of their players if they've already clinched by then. And what Giant fans should be praying for is that the Dodgers clinch, that you win the game tomorrow, 
but over the next bunch of games that the Dodgers go on a run and clinch it so those next those final three games mean nothing for the Dodgers. Why? Why do I say that? Because we've seen the mentality that Dave Roberts has. He has his eye on the big picture. He had the kids stripling throwing a no-hitter into the eighth inning earlier this year and pulled him because he said, hey, he's coming off of Tommy Johnson. I don't care if he's throwing a no-hitter. we got to think about him long-term. He took out Rich Hill in the middle of a perfect game because he was developing blisters. You think that if we get to the final three games of the regular season and the Dodgers have already clinched, that he's not going to be resting some of his players of a beleaguered team that have a ton of injuries but still the possibility of you know, going to the postseason and going far? You think Clayton Kershaw is going to be pitching the final game of the season? If you are... A Giant fan, you hope the Giants win tomorrow, and you hope the Dodgers go on a winning streak. Meanwhile, the the St. Louis Cardinals, who have had turnover over turnover of players and yet remain a contender, well, they're gonna be they're gonna have a tough road of it. They're gonna go to the Cubs. They're gonna play Colorado tomorrow, but then they're gonna go to the Cubs. Now the Cubs don't have much to play for. They don't. They've already clinched their division. They've already basically clinched home field advantage. So they're, they have nothing to play for. But this would be a time when some of their pitchers come up and you know, have their turns in the rotation. And it might be their last big hurrah before resting some players down the stretch. Plus, I'm going to go out on a limb. I think the Cubs would love to play spoiler and have a big celebration in Wrigley where they knock the Cardinals out. And then they fin- the Cardinals finish the season after playing a bunch of games with Cincinnati against the Pirates, a talented team that has been coming up short this year. And will probably, you know, they may finish with a winning record, but they're going to fall short of the postseason. You don't think the Pirates would want to play a spoiler role there? And the final schedule to look at would be the New York Metropolitans who don't play a legit contender the rest of the way. They're going to play Atlanta. Then they're going to play Philadelphia. Then they go to Miami and they finish the season with the Phillies. So at least theoretically, it looks like the wild card should be San Francisco versus the Mets because of this 11-game stretch where they have, they have the easier schedule. But that's why I pointed out that some good teams have winning streak and some bad teams have losing streak and then vice versa. I think I said it wrong, and that's not the point. The point is over 11 games, you throw that into the dumpster. You don't know that the Phillies, who have a ton of young quality players coming up on that team might say, hey, this is our chance to shine and leave a good impression moving into 2017 and may relish the idea of sinking the Mets. I mean, you've already seen the Atlanta Braves beat the Mets a couple times and the Braves stink. They stink. You've already seen the Padres smack the Giants around and they're terrible. And so they're going to go to San Diego for four games. You don't know. There is, you know, you try to make a prediction at this point. But it is a simple fact that an 11-game sample size is so tiny that it's not even 
it's kind of like saying who's going to win this one game between these two teams. Well, it's one game. You don't know. You don't know that some young pitcher getting his big break and say, hey, I'm facing the Cardinals. I'm facing the Mets. I'm facing the Giants. I'm going to throw the game of my life. That is a distinct possibility. And because of that, I want us all to relish this. Now, I, I show the fact that I am not impartial. I would like to see it be the uh, I would like to see it be the Giants in there. I have some reason wanting to be the Mets, and I have some reason wanting to be the Cardinals. Uh, but there's a potential anarchy because what if for the for eleven games they all they they go six and five, or they have the exact same record? That's not outlandish. Three teams not playing each other finished six and five. Why is that crazy? Part of me wants to see that, just for the anarchy, just to say, how do we break this tie? How do we break this logjam? But if you are a fan of baseball and wondering what you should be paying attention to these last 11 games of the season, do take a look at what's going on in the National League wildcard race. Because basically... They've played 150-some-odd games at this point, and we've learned nothing. We are at a standstill. We are at a draw. And because of that, there's going to have to be a, play, a way that they play over these next 11 games. Now, frankly, all three of these teams I just mentioned, I think, are far inferior to the Chicago Cubs. And so whomever these, whatever combination the two of these last three wind up getting in may wind up getting absolutely clobbered by the Cubs. But who knows? We've seen big teams, including 100-win teams, be upset in the, in the division series round of the playoffs. So which one of these teams will enter with that momentum? Which one of these teams will enter with like, oh, man, they finished the season with a flourish? Because here's the deal with the Cardinals, Cubs, and Mets. Two of those teams are getting in, and the only thing anyone's ever going to remember about the regular season of all three of these teams is what's about to happen over the next 11 days. And I must say, I'm kind of eager to see what happens. Well, as the strange noise of where I'm sitting is getting louder, I think it might be time to wrap this podcast up. So who owned baseball today? Uh, Jose Fernandez, who, by the way, has the highest WAB total of any National League pitcher this year. He owned baseball with a masterful performance over the Nationals. Uh, Matt Boyd of the Tigers pitched well as the Tigers beat the snot out of the Minnesota Twins. Uh, Adubo Herrera went three for four with a homer, three runs bad in. Look out for the Phillies in a short series. And he even stole two bases as Philadelphia beat the White Sox 7-6. And Edwin Encarnacion got a few extra base hits, including a homer. Jays just massacred the Mariners 10-2. It might be falling short in Seattle. Half wobs go to Tanner Roark, who pitched well for the Nationals but was outpitched by Jose Fernandez. Uh, Edison Volquez pitched into the eighth well for the Royals, but the Indians walked off winners. I'll talk a little about the Indians later on this week. As Drupal Cabrera of the Mets got on base four, uh, five times, but they lost to the lowly Braves. That's what I'm talking about. And UNL Escobar. Lots of interesting names to pronounce. Adubil, 
Edinson, Asdrubal, UNL, lots of those common names you see on those little license plates that they put on the front of the bicycle. Uh, he got three hits in uh, RBI, but the Angels lost to Texas 5 4, so if you keep the score at home, that's Jose Fernandez, Adubel Herrera, Matt Boyd, and Edward Encarnacion got full wops, half wops to Tanner Roark, Edison Volquez, Adubel Cabrera, and UNL Escobar. Go to SullyBaseball.com, like me on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram, I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. This has been the Ready, Get Set, Go edition of the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast for the 20th day of. September 21st day of September 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me what? Sully.